You are listening to Weight Loss Made Real, and this is episode 71. I'm your host, master weight loss coach and author, Cookie Rosenblum. Today and every Tuesday, I'm here to coach you and teach you how to end your emotional eating, how to bust through those urges to binge, and how to leave all your overeating habits in the past. If you just found me, I'm certainly glad that you did. Welcome. And if you're a regular listener, welcome back. Today, we're going to talk about thought loops, all those thoughts that go around and around in your head. So get comfortable, get ready to be coached. We're going to dive right in. Here's what you will learn today by the end of this coaching session. You're going to learn exactly what a thought loop is, where those thoughts spin around forever and they're repetitive and it feels like you just can't stop thinking them. And then we're going to talk about can a thought loop help you in any way and can it hurt you in any way? And then we'll talk about why it's so hard to break out of it. And of course, I'm going to give you, before the end of our session, a way out of those repetitive thought loops that keep you stuck exactly where you are. So as I promised, let's dive right in. So what is a thought loop? Well, remember that when we talk about thoughts, we always talk about cognitive behavioral psychology, which tells us a little bit about the sequence of events and what happens in our minds when we think a thought, where our feelings come from, and why we do what we do. So remember that something happens in the world, and because of it, your mind comes up with a thought. And your thought is like an interpretation of what's happening, of the situation. Then from that thought, your mind creates a feeling or an emotion that you actually experience in your body. It's like a vibration in your body. And that feeling or that emotion is what leads you to take a specific action or not to take action. So we have something happens, you have a thought about it. That thought helps create a feeling in you, and the feeling is what leads you to take or not take an action. Well, when you go through that sequence over and over and over again, you get a result. Even if it only happens one time, there's always a result. But if you keep thinking the same type of thoughts over and over again, you get an even bigger, stronger result. When you do things again and again and again, your brain tries to make things as easy as possible for you. Your lower brain is the part of your brain that's very habitual. So when you think and feel and do things again and again and again, your brain creates a pathway. And whenever something happens that reminds your brain of something you've been through before, your lower brain being very habitual, takes you down the same pathway you've always gone. So if you've thought something many, many, many times, it will feel almost impossible not to think it when you are reminded of it, when you are triggered. That's a lower brain function. When you're reminded of anything that you've done before, your lower brain's going to kind of jump up and offer you a quick path for a thought and an action. 
Now, these thoughts may not be things you want to think. The actions may not be things you want to do. If we think about emotional eating or binge eating, we know that when we're triggered, it feels like we have no choice, right? It feels like you simply suddenly get this idea of something that you must eat or an amount that you must eat or an emotion that you just can't handle, so you're going to eat instead, and it truly feels like you are stuck. You have no choice. So this creates a loop in your brain over and over again of a trigger, a thought, a feeling, and an action. And whatever emotion you create from whatever you're thinking again and again and again, it's going to keep you stuck doing what you're doing again and again and again. And this can be really frustrating, especially to you when you're trying to change the way you eat, change the way you think, change the way you manage your life and your emotions. Can a thought loop help and can it hurt? And how does that work? Thought loops happen because of our survival mechanism. Everything we do, our brain is constructed so that it helps us save time. It helps us react in ways to stay safe and to stay alive. And so it takes you to a thought faster and faster and faster. It's meant to make life easier. It recognizes your patterns and it it makes it so that you don't have to think every single thing through every time you do it, like riding a bike, brushing your teeth, driving your car. Your lower brain is not your enemy. It's not doing anything that's against you. It's supposed to be acting in your best interest. But sometimes it's a habit that you may not want. Maybe it was something that you did originally that was adaptive, that made you feel better in the moment. But over time, you've realized that the results from that habit, whether it's overeating or avoiding feeling uncomfortable about something, so you're over snacking or feeling a strong urge to binge. And instead of dealing with the urge and understanding where it comes from, it's so uncomfortable to you that you may think the only way to get rid of the urge is to give in and binge. Originally, your lower brain created these pathways to help you. But now in many of the old habits, you know, and you can see that they're not helpful. They're not in your best interest and you don't want to keep doing them anymore. So in a sense, When a thought loop first starts, its goal is to help you. But when it continues unchecked and when it's leading you to do things that are not in your best interest long term, then it's hurting you. When you feel yourself doing something that you don't really want to be doing, it feels like you are hijacked, like your brain is hijacked because it becomes such a strong pathway and it happens super fast. It doesn't feel like you have a choice. You actually do. But if you're in the habit of getting an impulse and then just acting on it, it's going to feel like you have no choice. So think about what your own thought loops are and where they lead you. What is it about your thought loops that you've practiced that make them so hard to stop doing? Firstly, something happens in our world. We have a thought about it. The first thing is that you think your thought is the truth. 
You think your thought is simply what is, just reality. But when things happen in the world, you need to remember that there are thousands of different interpretations of them. Your way of looking at it, your thought that becomes your loop, is only one of thousands of ways of thinking. But when you think it, it feels totally real. So it's hard to step back and see what it really is. You may not recognize it, until you're in it. You may suddenly find yourself eating without even recognizing that one of your old thought loops preceded you reaching for the food. That's why it's so important to be aware of this so that I will teach you and you will learn how to step back from the thought loop before you take action. Or even if you've started taking action, to be able to make a U-turn in the middle and stop responding to an old thought loop that definitely does not help you. The three reasons, we said two of them, why it's so hard to break out of is you think it's true, you don't recognize it until you're in it, but the third one also is that it simply feels like you have no choice. The impulse that you create from what you're thinking, because it's such a habit, it simply feels like you have to do this. There is no choice. So what's the way out? What I'm going to do now is tell you the steps to take to recognize your thought loops. And then I'm going to give you some examples that you probably can relate to. And we're going to talk about solutions for each of those thought loops. And you can substitute any that you struggle with. So the first step is to wake up. And what I mean by that is to recognize those thoughts that are habitual loops in your brain that don't give you what you want. They're just suggestions from the lower brain. So the first thing is recognize them and call them what they are. These are just old brain habits, lower brain habits. See that they're just suggestions. They're not orders. They are strong suggestions designed to make your life easier. They're not sabotaging you. They're trying to help you, but you need to recognize them, see what they are. Very importantly, you need to not act on them. Every time you act on them, you reinforce them. You give them strength. You give them more power. You can recognize them and simply dismiss them, or you can replace them. But the first step is that you see them for what they are, that you understand that they're meaningless and you see where they came from. Now let's talk about some examples. I'm going to give you an old thought loop and then a new suggestion. So here's an old one. I'm really upset. I think ice cream's going to make me feel better. Now you can substitute pizza or chocolate, or cupcakes, or anything you want. But think of a time when you have used eating, particularly treat food, sweet food, or starchy food, or processed food, when you are upset about something. So that's the old trigger. That's the old thought loop. I'm upset, and I think ice cream will make me feel better. Now, what could you replace that with? Here's a suggestion, but I want you to think about this so that it's your own thought and it resonates with you. But you could think something like this. I'm upset. Let me figure out why. And remember to go back to the old cognitive behavioral model, which tells you that if you're upset, that's the feeling, then you're going to look backwards and say, all right, I'm upset. I'm feeling angry or I'm feeling hurt or whatever your feeling is. What was the thought I had right before I felt that? 
and that will help you see where that feeling came from. Know that it has nothing to do with ice cream. Know that ice cream is not going to make you feel better, but for a few moments while you're eating it. And then afterwards, it's most likely regrets and possibly shame and certainly frustration. So that's an old thought loop and a new one. Here's another old one. I'm exhausted. I need some treats for energy. I know that there's a commercial on television here for Snickers, and it talks about needing Snickers, a Snickers bar, a chocolate candy bar, needing a Snickers when it's the end of the day and you need a pick-me-up. So if you know anything about nutrition at all, you know that sugar gives you a very, very brief pick-me-up of energy, and then your blood sugar drops even lower than it was before. So then you're even more tired. So we know that's not really true. I'm exhausted and I need some treats for energy. Another thought instead of that old thought loop might be, I'm exhausted and what I really need is a break. And I know that we can't all stop what we're doing and take a nap at any moment of the day, but it's good to know that you can separate when you think about it and you take a moment, separate what's really going on from you from that desire to eat. Because food is good for one thing, hunger. It's also good for pleasure, but we can't only do a lot of pleasure eating because we're going to have results that we don't want. We need to match up our hunger with the food that we're eating and make it as pleasurable an experience as possible. Here's another one. And in another podcast, by the way, I'm going to talk about the difference between a snack and a treat and when each one is appropriate. So here's another old thought loop. Well, I already ate the cookies. I may as well keep going. And that's very similar to the thought, I've already blown it. I may as well keep going. Here is where this is so kind of easy to see that that's not true. When you think about it intellectually, it makes no sense. It's like banging your car accidentally into another car and then saying, well, I've already messed up my car. I may as well do it again. We would never, never do that. But when we overeat and we don't mean to, we somehow are in the thought loop that, oh, well, I blew it, I may as well compound the damage now. So you can make a U-turn without doing that. And here's a thought that will help you make the U-turn. I already ate those cookies, so I'll lighten up for the rest of the meal. Notice that I didn't say, I won't eat again till tomorrow, because I'm not talking about punishing yourself. I'm talking about compensating in a gentle way without punishing yourself. Now, here's the last example I'm going to give you because I'm sure you have many of your own. The old thought loop is, well, she cooked it for me. I can't say no. I have to eat it. Now, a new thought loop could be, she cooked it for me because she cares. So she'll understand if I don't overindulge. There is always another way to look at the old loops that you have in your mind. But remember the first step before you think of a new thought is to be able to recognize your old thought loops, identify them so that you're ready for them when they happen, you know that they're coming. Now, here's what I'd like you to focus on for the next few coming days. I want you to list 
your top 10 old thought loops. Get them out of your head, write them down, because I want you to focus on them so that when they come up, you're not surprised. You know exactly what's happening. You know they're just a suggestion. You know you don't have to follow them. List the top 10. Vow to catch one, just one, and then follow the guidelines that we talked about. Call it what it is, a lower brain habit. Don't act on it. And if need be, replace it with something that makes just as much sense to you, if not more. That is it for this subject in our coaching session today. You know what you're going to focus on. Now, I just want to say for a moment that in the show notes is a link to my book. And if you haven't yet downloaded it, I would love it if you did. It has all kinds of worksheets that will help you do all the things we're talking about right here in these coaching sessions. And this is what I do with my private clients. So grab the book. It's my gift to you. I hope to see you back here next week where we will continue to work on that emotional eating and the binge eating step by step. Everything we do in these coaching sessions will get you where you want to go if you take action on them. If you need help taking action, also in the show notes, you can talk to me. Schedule a free consultation with me and learn what it's like to work with a weight loss coach. Might be the right thing for you. So for now, this is your Coach Cookie reminding you that as you search for answers, remember to keep it real just like you. And I'll see you next week.